It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. All right, now let's go to the phones. <laughs> let's not. Hey, and welcome back to Don't Go to the Phones, episode five or maybe six. Do we know? Whatever. Uh, I think it's five. I think okay. we did less. Yeah. <laughs> Always erring the side of doing less. To <laughs> yeah, episode, we just did less. Episode whatever it is. Um, we're back after the holiday break. Uh, we apologize for the delay. I forgot my microphone. But um, makes we, it hard. Yeah. Makes it hard, folks. We, we are here. Um, and uh, Eagle season's kind of kind of winding down. I was lucky enough to be at the game on uh, Thursday night. It was against the Giants. That was a lot of fun. Mr. Patrick Wall. He uh, slid to my DMs and invited me. And we had a we had a great time. It was awesome. Um, and um, do then Netflix and chill if we're using uh, fun <laughs> slang. No, I, I drove home tired. I think that's the slang. Um, oh, OK. Yeah, that's it. That's what every guy likes to do with those who slide into his DMs. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that was a fun game to be at, I bet. Like, that was one of those games where everyone was beforehand, like, debating whether or not they really wanted the Eagles to win it. So, you know, they'd hire, have a higher, like, third round pick or whatever. Right. Um, glad they won. I think that's more fun. Yeah, I, uh, I'm inclined to agree. I, um, I was actually trying to come up with in my head if there was a way that winning would ultimately hurt them, and I couldn't. Uh, sorry. It actually helps them in the first round. Um. Yeah, which is funny. It's funny how that works, but uh, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was next to some guy who was just, you know, big, tall, lanky guy, arms flailing, really drunk. And I just knew he was going to hit me, but he didn't because mm-hmm. he was just like waving his arms around. Like, come on, birds. Yeah, birds. Let's go, baby. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I just was like, man, I'm going to uh, he's going to hit me, but he didn't hit me. So, you know, pre- credit to that guy. Ho- hope he's had apologies, a good time. Apologies to Brandon Lee Gowton, who Matt is describing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, he. Um, uh, yeah, so we had a good time, but now we're back. Um, season sort of winding down here. Not yeah. what I would describe. Well, I would describe it as sort of an up and down season. And, uh, you know, as we sort of approach free agency here, we're going to have lots of phones to not go to. But um I think we still have some some sort of lingering topics to go through uh, before we do. So what we're going to do is we're going to do like three quick hits and then we're going to go ahead and get out of here. But um, 
Uh, first one's going to be uh, one of the things that's on everybody's mind, you know, as the offseason approaches is obviously the draft. Um, right. I'm not necessarily ready to talk about the draft, but one thing I do want to sort of, you know, uh, sort of approaches this idea that the the wait till next yearsmanship, right? You know, there's always these guys that either aren't eligible or aren't coming out or like, oh, I've studied him a little bit or like, yeah, I caught it like this thing or that thing. And like, he looks like a stud and I'm sad he's not coming out this year. They become like these mythical creatures, right? Like, like, uh, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to get to who I'm talking about in a second here, but you know, oh, he should have just like, why do this this year when like next year is a lot better? Like why draft a running back or why draft like an offensive lineman or like, oh, it's a bad year for tight ends. Like, why are you doing that? And the big one is obviously always, always, always quarterback. The quarterback grass is always greener, you know, on the uh, other side of the fence. So it's it's sort of um, it's sort of galling to see like when this stuff happens. And and so all right, so let's just get into it. So last year, um, I believe on this very reaction show, uh, there was a lot of Deshaun Watson talk. And yeah, Deshaun Watson was like, was like, why would you ever trade up for Carson Wentz when, you know, Deshaun Watson, who is, you know, Tom Brady, who can run is going to come out next year. Right. Although he's more like Philip Rivers, who can run with that throwing motion. But um, yeah, well, the, yeah, but you know, I'll take it <laughs> either way. Like, you know, this was this was like a legitimate, you know, piece of discussion. And I at the time, I guess I was sort of frustrated by the talk because, look, if Deshaun Watson was what we thought he was, then he would have been long gone doesn't matter. You can't draft him because unless you're right. yeah. the worst team in the NFL, you can't draft him. The Eagles weren't really planning on that. I mean, the Browns had that on lockdown from day one. That was it was very, very clear what was going to happen there. But then, um, you know, with um, with everything that's played out, like, you know, as the season sort of worn on, I think people have gotten a little tired of Deshaun Watson's game. Now there's like some Mitch Trubisky talk. And I don't know how much of this is serious, but, you know, maybe some of it. And, you know, long story short. I, you know, wouldn't surprise me at all if the Eagles would have the chance to draft Deshaun Watson this year. The way things are, you know, the way things are looking, like maybe they don't really like him. Maybe he's not playing so well. He does, like I said, have sort of an awkward throwing motion, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it always just reminded me of this, like, this, like, concept of arbitrage. Like, like, let's just wait. You know, the the Uh benefits will always outweigh, you know, the benefits of waiting will always outweigh the risks. Uh, Of course, this is not considering the fact that if you wait and you, you could get fired. Um, you almost and, definitely will get fired. I mean, yeah, this is you, like if you want right. to talk about like if you want to talk about someone who should know this, it would be um, the the GM of the Browns, uh, Depoto, who you know. Right. Well, well, I don't know if he's actually the GM, but the de facto GM of the Browns, um, who you know by counting on people to develop in his Dodgers system got fired as the GM. Right, like that just that happens, and not that it like you know it's different sports. Obviously, there's bigger defenses for waiting in baseball than there are for football. But yeah, I mean, the one risk you have as a GM for waiting that the fan does not have is that you can get fired. No one's going to fire me as a fan, even though they probably should. Um, I have my job for life. Like, I don't (laughs) I don't ever have to be fired. Yeah. You can't take the shirt. Supreme Court justice. (laughs) (laughs) But um, that's true. But, you know, this idea that just let's just wait. Right. Like, let's just wait. There's no there's no risk in waiting. Who knows? Next year we could get Deshaun Watson, you know, because we're really bad. And if we're not really bad, like we could just like luck into him. And like, I don't know. How does this work? Like, like, let's really hammer this down. And and I don't think it does. I don't want to hammer it down because it's not really, you know, no, it, it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off. But like one of the reasons it doesn't is because like, you know, one of the reasons people were so upset about uh, trading up for Carson Wentz is that Carson Wentz was an unproven commodity. Like there was no true consensus on him in the draft community 
um, and in sort of like the scouting community and all this stuff. Like some people were like, oh, he's Peyton Manning. And some people were like, yeah, you know, like you'd be lucky if he's Drew Stanton. And right. like there's sort of like this there was this problem like, oh, he's, you know, he's a he's a basically in the triple A of college leagues or he's not or whatever. And people got mad that the Eagles traded up for two for him without understanding that, like, look, if there are two quarterbacks in the draft and you have a chance to trade up for one of them, that means that that quarterback that you're getting or both quarterbacks that you could get are unproven quantities like there is no clear consensus on them and they are not future hall of famers like no one's gonna no one's gonna let you trade up to take john elway no one's gonna let you trade up to take um peyton manning like no one's gonna let you trade up to take andrew luck or uh, whatever but like i mean you get my point like you know no one's gonna take take manning take any of the people that sort of like are first overall with a bullet right um Even if they don't end up being like superstars, if you as a, an evaluator say like these pe- these quarterbacks have a chance to be generational quarterbacks, and guess what? The Browns are going to stay there at two. They're not going to trade the pick to you, yeah, like, because they, they want a generational quarterback. And, and like, yeah, and you're just you not going to find a guy that you. Yeah, you're not going to find a guy that you love. I mean, if that's the case. But either way, I mean, look, we have him. But it, it is funny to see sort of the other side. And I think to John and James's credit, they've sort of been like, yeah, maybe we overreacted there a little bit with the Deshaun Watson talk. Because like I said, like, this was a guy, there was a name. This was the name. Why don't we just yeah. suck for Deshaun Watson? And like, guess what? We didn't have to suck. We could still get him. We don't <laughs> want him. You know, and like, so where's the sort of this this idea that like, Oh, this is um, the, you know, this is the way that it should be. That that, that um, you know, I don't know. Let's just take the L, right? Like, like that's basically it, right? The, these um, man, I'm I'm not on my point game today. The, well, let me. I mean, let me like kind of distill it. I think you're saying like I, I, there, there's, there's always a call to wait for next year with quarterbacks. I think that's right, and like we've talked about this a lot. Where like, in fact, like you think, okay. We have to wait for next year. We have to wait for this, you know, the the quarterbacks that I know are going to be there next year. Next year is going to be a huge quarterback year. Why would you ever trade up? And then when next year comes, it's always you're saying the same thing. Well, next year is such a huge quarterback year. Why would you ever trade up? And, like, part of it is because, like, the people you think are going to be good in their senior year are often not. I, like, take Matt Barkley, right? Matt Barkley is a perfect example. You look back at... Matt Barkley's junior year, and you're like, well, why would you trade it for a quarterback? Matt Barkley's going to be there in the first when, if you need him, and he's going to be, like, pretty solid. And then he drops to the fourth because he's so bad. So, like, if you're if you're holding out, if you're not pulling the trigger on a quarterback you really like. So, a lot of this, has, you have to assume that Doug, Howie, Jeff Lurie, any of these people really like and liked Carson Wentz. And so they pulled the trigger on him because they liked him pre-draft. Um So if you're a team and you're not pulling the trigger on a prospect because you think next year is actually going to be better and you want to hoard your bullets for next year. And let me be clear. I don't think any team would do this. I would or I would be very surprised if any team did this, you know, nearly any team, because like we said, look, there's always the risk that like the guy you passed on instant superstar, you get fired, you get hit by a truck. Whatever, like there is always a risk involved with waiting, and these guys, it just, you just can't be in their DNA. Especially, like you know, you can go to your boss and be like, "Look, I don't want to do this. Can we do this next year?" And your boss will be like, "Sure, fine," but like he's not beholden to you. So I just want to be clear that yeah. it's a lot easier for people to recommend waiting than it is to tell these, to tell this to the pros. Well, and I mean, you have to if you're waiting, you have to actually come out with a systemic reason why you're waiting. You can't just say like. Yeah, we waited because next year is a good quarterback year. Like, if you remember what they said after, not to put, I'm sorry, that's not the that's not the GM of the of the Browns. Um, it's um, who's the GM of the Browns? Matt, can you find this out for me while I talk? I can't remember what the GM of the Browns is. 
Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, yeah, Depota's the GM of the... Well, he was the GM of the Angels. Now he's somewhere else. Um, anyway. Pete Podesta. Pete Podesta, thank you. Um, I'm sorry to all the Italians in the audience. Uh, myself. Um, but the... Um, you know, what's, what's interesting, of course, about like draft arbitrage is that you can't ever say, like, DiPodesta can't say, like, I'm waiting for next year because I want Deshaun Watson. Like, you could never say that, even if that's truly what he meant, even if he thought, like, yeah, look, like, Deshaun Watson's going to be a superstar. I don't want any of these quarterbacks. I want this guy, and I can't have this guy if I draft a quarterback this year. Um, you have to say something like he said, which is Carson Wentz isn't going to be a top 20 quarterback. So he thought, well, why would we bother drafting him? Like, you have to have some systemic reason why you're doing it. You can never just say, I'm waiting because I'm waiting. You could say that online, you could say it on Twitter, but you can't say it if you're in the hot seat. And guys love that, too. I mean, guys, and, uh, you know, it's funny because, um, like, one of the things we killed people, we killed Hugh Jackson for was being, like, wait and see with Cody Kessler, you know, <laughs> and whatever. I doubt Cody Kessler's going to be any good, and I also doubt that Hugh Jackson's going to enjoy any long-term success, because, come on. But, the, you know, <laughs> this, this, like, oh, you guys just wait and see, like, you're going to love him. You see, he had, you know, something to that effect, and, and, yeah, and like, sure. we killed, everybody killed him for that, and... I mean, right or wrong, I think it's probably fr- it's probably fine. Doesn't matter. He doesn't care what I think. But you know, right oh, or wrong, say it. I mean, it's his third string quarterback. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you drafted him in the third round. I mean, he must have liked him at least a little bit. But the sure. um, the the fact is that he um, you know that that he he just said that, and everyone was like, but like meanwhile, like these dudes are out here talking about Vernon Adams and Jeff Matthews and uh, yeah, right. God only knows who else. Can you even imagine how much how bad it would be if any of them had actually even remotely liked Dak? But anyway, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, which they didn't. And, you know, and then like, I mean, obviously, we've all seen the stuff with Carson Wentz and Justice Muscata, who makes more than me. Um, and all these guys that are like he makes more than all of us, all the people yeah. he's blocked. He makes yeah, more so than shut up. Um, the uh, <laughs> all these guys that are like, uh, oh, maybe we're wrong about Wentz. Oh, maybe we're right about Wentz. Oh, um uh whatever like um, right so so that's the sort of the sort of idea that like at some point you reach a tipping point right but like you never will because it isn't your job and you're just a guy um no i I think i see what you're saying which is like you can there's a different sort of set of responsibilities that you have as an internet commentator than does a gm even if you're pretending to do the same job by doing mock drafts essentially as a gm you have to justify your positions through like you have to justify your successes and failures through like a very consistent line of thinking or else you're getting fired yeah, because I think your boss failures thing is I think I think you're on the right track there. I think the failures thing is interesting that like if you just pass on a guy, I mean for me, like I have a job and stuff and you know, like I have other things that I have to do and these guys are like yeah. putting in 20 hour days. So like if if uh if you come to me and are like, "Hey, how come you didn't know about like, you know, Tyreek Hill or whatever?" I'll be like, "Man, cuz I am a kid, I'm just a guy." Yeah, right. But like, I don't know about Tyreek Hill because that's not my job. Yeah, but then if I, if you go to the GM and are like, how, why didn't you know about Tyreek Hill? And you could be like, oh, he's West Alabama. You know, but like the only right answer to that is I did and I didn't think, uh, you know, that either this would translate or like I thought that the off field stuff or, you know, whatever. Like you got to have some reason for it because you can't just be like, or like. You know, just uh, I got sorry, it. yeah, sorry, I didn't have scouts over there or something like that. Yeah, right. Like, he, oh, I like this guy better. Oh, we cut him. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think like you, yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Like, you can say I like this guy better, and then you have to say like I like this guy better because I believe in like X, Y, and Z in prospects, and I will continue to believe in X, Y, and Z 
And the problem with saying that, you know, there's a problem and there's a benefit. The benefit to saying that is that's the only way you ever keep your job as a GM, which like if you're boss doesn't think that you have a consistent position you will lose your job instantly because you will like you are a liability and you're bad and you're like bill polian or something like that like or you know get, get him out of there um yeah you just get your crushes or whatever and like yeah right exactly it's it's really bad or you and like but the downside is you say like these are the three things i care about and like we we bashed gus bradley a lot on this show um but you know r.i.p to him and credit to him he had a very consistent thing that he believed in. It didn't work out for him, which is why he's fired. But he sort of stuck to those guns, which is why he stayed around so long, which is like, look, I like this kind of player. I like this kind of scheme. I like this kind of thing. Yeah, I like to, I like to draft a, four, three, three, four players and play them in a four, yeah. three. That's just, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and if that's like if that's your thing, if you actually believe that that's going to work, you better stand by it. And like the, that's the thing we don't do online. We we like find guys we like, and we say like, yeah, these guys are going to be good because these guys are going to be good. And if we miss, we go like, wow, that guy was a real gem. I guess like you know, Danny Ainge had a twinkle in his eye that day. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just it's nonsense. It's just like draft arbitrage is just another fantasy about the draft that we have because it's not our actual jobs. Because we can watch stuff on draft breakdown when we're not trying to do our actual jobs. <laughs> that's right. And man, I. Well, whatever we we've all had some misses, so I don't want to I don't want to pretend like, <laughs> but you know the the it's idea that like, but like this this whole wait and see thing, and I guess we could just be cavalier about it because again, it's not our job. But you know, we can just be like, oh well, if they get fired, they get fired. That's fine. The next guy can do it. But right, yeah. But whatever. But like, I mean, um, that's that. No, it's true that we we can be cavalier about that because yeah, it's not our it's not our neck on the line. And then we can also say like. Eh, you know, we'll wait for next year for the next quarterback because they're going to be good. And when they're not good, we can say like, well, no one could have seen that coming. Um, and that, that's not good enough for an owner. Like you can't walk into their office and be like, look, look, uh, Jeffrey, no one could have seen this Deshaun Watson thing coming. Like I thought he was the number one overall pick and boy, I really messed up. We really shouldn't have intentionally lost 16 games. Yeah. Um, that's like not going to help anyone. And then, and then you know, the owner would be like, well, do you think Carson Wentz would have helped us? And you'd have to be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, but that's, I mean, just to, just to kind of put like, and this will be my last thing on it. I'll let you, I'll let you finish it out. But like, I mean, this is the point of Deep Podesta saying, and like, I, you know, like I, I also give him a lot of trouble, but I think he's a smart guy. Um, And I think like, you know, in baseball, you have to do this stuff more often than you do in the NFL because in baseball, you can't fall back on the toughness thing, um, which I think the NFL, you can always fall back on toughness, 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 and motor, and you can justify whatever you want by saying that over and over and over again. Well, baseball, you um, have like stuff or tools. Yeah, right. But like you actually have to explain the tools and like especially in scouting and GMs and stuff like that, you, like in scouting and like drafting, excuse me, uh, as the GM, you have to – you have to actually believe in one school of thinking or another. You can't just say like, I drafted him because he has tools. Like you have to sort of explain what tools he has um, and like how you see them developing. Uh, so I think Dee Podesta is like a smart dude. And I think he knows what he's doing. Um, and one of the reasons that I think he knows what he's doing is by saying like, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be a top 20 quarterback. If Carson Wentz becomes a top 20 quarterback, you look back at him and you say like, that seemed like a dumb thing you said. Yeah. And he'll say, well, look, like I used X, Y, and Z to determine that I was wrong, but I like the process was correct. The product was incorrect. So I'd make the same decision 20 out of 20 times. I just like missed on this one. So like mea culpa, but like, I'm not like an incompetent person. I just like, I just kind of whiffed. And that's yeah, like, that. I've, I've made adjustments, A, B and C and so yeah, on. right. Exactly. You can talk like that's, that's acceptable as opposed to like, Hey, you know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I thought we could wait till next year. I thought maybe we'd find something else. 
Yeah. So in, in closing, um, if you were hoping the Eagles would wait till this year to uh, draft Deshaun Watson and are mad now that they won't, I mean, they still might. Yeah, they still could. That would be a really, really bad use of resources. Uh, Um, Well, I don't know how many quarterbacks play. Who can even tell at a time? Who knows? I will. You know, they could. They could. Could they? Is it? Is it legal to have two quarterbacks on the field? Could you have two quarterbacks? Yeah. Like just like two guys. That would be a cool offense, man. Yeah, because you never know which one of them is going to throw it. That's right. But what you need is a third guy who gives it to one of them. Like, well, that's that's why you have two centers on the field. <laughs> so Where's the ball? Which you, you get two balls, two centers. Yeah. Only one yeah. of them gets snapped. If you snap both, that's against the rules. That's against the rules. You can only yeah. snap one, or the other one has to be tossed to the side immediately. God, this um, just reminds me of Blurn's ball from Futurama. <laughs> well, you get, but like it's, it's funny to think about that. I think like if I was a coach, I would just end up doing these stupid things. But like you just like you get two centers, uh, or you know, you get a center, someone who the center hikes off to, who is sort of like your backup center tight end, who then gives the ball to one of the quarterbacks, and then the, either the quarterbacks could lateral back and forth, and then you'd get like you could have three wideouts just go out every time. Yeah, there you go, perfect. Yeah, someone, someone's gonna catch that ball, right? Like, I, I love this idea. Yeah, it's it's definitely gonna work. The only reason no one's tried it is because of bigotry and foolishness. Yeah. They're just in the pocket of big, uh, big uh, one quarterback, big quarterback, yeah, big, big running back. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. let's do, let's do zero RBs, three wideouts, and six O linemen, two quarterbacks. I like that. Is that is that enough men or too many men? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's so. three, nine, eleven. Perfect. Done. Is that so, how many people we want in the field? Okay, good. Yeah, excellent. Um, so, so I guess the second thing that's been in the news that's generated you know some mild controversy is. Um, Carson Wentz this week. Uh, well, this is the week, I guess, where everybody buys their offensive lineman things. Um, Matt, what did you buy your offensive lineman? I bought my offensive lineman a subscription to Consumer Reports. Wow, that's great. I it's bought like, my offensive lineman mini iPads. <laughs> oh, wow. Are they engraved? <laughs> yeah, they all say to my offensive lineman. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Saying it out loud, it feels a little, it's a little wasteful, but... <laughs> So, um, yeah, the, uh, uh, yeah, so, so Carson Wentz, he went out and he bought it. It's, it's the time of the year. Like, I always think that it's funny. There's always like an Xbox or like, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I got him TVs or like ATVs was a popular one for whatever reason. And so I Gaming think the ATVs, yeah, the ATVs is kind of funny. Oh, I like ATV. Yeah, no, that's cause like, that's cause like, uh, that's what Charles Manson did for his cult too. He got them dune buggies. Right. One yeah. of the reasons they you know that, right? That's one of the reasons they went out there. One of his promises was dune buggies, and he, he actually delivered on that. Oh, got really? him on like a bunch. Yeah, he got a bunch of dune buggies. He like stripped down, he stole uh, VW bugs and stripped them down and made them dune buggies. Oh, oh um, yeah. He was a big time mechanic. Oh, I think this is, I think we're coming up on our limit of Charles Manson talk here for the podcast, but um, no. <laughs> the, um, the, so the, the, th- <laughs> God. So the thing the the so the thing that Carson Wentz got him is he got them some guns. I don't know anything about guns. Uh, there's a guy I work with who knows some things about guns, and he'll talk to me about it sometimes. And we mm-hmm. better believe I'm just nodding up a storm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have like this kind of gun. Oh, is that good? No, it's bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just like a you know cost this much amount of money. Oh, is that a lot? <laughs> No. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. Like that's clearly you couldn't get a good shotgun for four hundred dollars. Like I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, so, <laughs> so so the so he got them all guns engraved. I guess it's kind of a nice gift. It's pretty rednecky, if I'm being honest. 
Um, I'm not a gun guy myself. I do also think it's sort of funny, you know, in light of the fact that um, we, the Eagles just had a guy cut for like a weapons charge. And I, I have no idea what the gun gifting procedure is. I guess that Carson Wentz probably has a lawyer that he fi- helped, paid to help figure all that out. But anyway. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, I'm sure they did it outside of the locker room, right? Like right. <laughs> that's probably yeah, not the on, main not thing. On, um, not on the premises at all lest you get exiled to the bucks yeah and there were a couple of funny quotes that came out about it uh isaac samala was basically like i've never owned a gun before and all i can think is well that's a shitty gift but you know he goes i've never <laughs> owned a gun before <laughs> now if you, now if you wanted a gun you probably would own it but he's like so when did he t- teach me how to shoot it and like i don't know good luck learning how to shoot but anyway the um no, that, that's kind of cool maybe they can like bond maybe you know maybe they could fall in love yeah maybe that'd be cute yeah um, <laughs> Isaac Samalo and all of Carson Wentz's puppies, but the um, <laughs> she's got a bunch of French bulldogs. <laughs> the thing, the thing. Um, uh, Elaine Johnson had a funny quote that was like, "I was surprised he got me anything. That's better than I deserve. I really thought he'd just shoot me with it. That's probably closer <laughs> to what I deserve." That's pretty funny. Like that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, Elaine. poor Elaine Johnson. He's really, he's really like, he's really like uh, wearing a hair shirt about his suspension, huh? Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's probably the right way to go. I don't know. I don't know how I'd handle it. Anyway, I'd be unrepentant. Yeah, be like, yeah, I took some powder. Don't know what's in it. I used an app. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, gave I probably, me superpowers. They'd, they'd be like, Lane, what do you think about this gift that Carson got you? I'd be like, better than the gift the NFLPA got me. Call my <laughs> lawyer. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, not a great union. It's interesting. I mean, oh, it's a really bad loot union. Oh, yeah. one of the, we should talk about this in a future show, but it is the worst union. You know, it's interesting. I, I heard one of their PR guys, obviously, talking, and he was saying like um, that they sponsor all this medical research, which I thought was interesting. Like that's the sort of thing they should get out in front of instead of just being like, I don't know, like we we signed a thing and they, and they can do whatever they want, you know. So um, yeah, they really should. I mean, I, like I'm I'm happy they signed up. They sponsor the medical research because all I hear from them is like. Well, we talked to Roger Goodell and we decided we're all on the same side. So it's like, oh, right. good. Like, what a great, useful union. Yeah. Um, and he anyway, he, he has, ahead, he has to be bad. So, so the, so the, yeah. the thing we wanted to get into, uh, I'll, I'll let you take lead on this, but was uh, the thing that came up was player politics. So, right. And so like, people people were upset. And like, you know, I'm, I'm not a gun guy either. The, the main thing I know about guns is like when they show up in video games. And the only uh, guns I remember are the ones from... Um, uh, Goldeneye, and I'm pretty sure like Carson Wentz didn't buy his people like a PP7 Walther or like what a, about the what about the BFG from uh, <laughs> he bought them a BFG from Doom from yeah Doom. <laughs> or like a Clob you think he bought him a Clob those were really yeah. useless guns <laughs> bought them all proximity mines <laughs> <laughs> I bought you all the most frustrating multiplayer. <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly right um but no i mean like i don't know much about guns but i i like i don't know i mean Carson. to me when i heard about it i thought well you know what like carson was from north dakota i'm pretty sure he, I, i'm you know based on pictures i've seen i know he likes hunting this is probably something like if if you asked me to buy my offensive lineman something and like i didn't know them too well like he's known them all for what like eight months Maybe a little more, maybe like yeah, a year probably not like that well because they don't meet no. in the same rooms and stuff. He probably knows like Chase Daniel and you know. Aaron oh Murray yeah, I mean, I'm sure he could buy, I'm pretty sure he could buy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he could buy them like much better gifts. Aaron Murray still on the team? I was just looking that up. Yeah, wow, I forgot about him. Um, but yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Like, I'm pretty sure like if you're buying Aaron Murray, the second best brother of a Bachelorette winner. <laughs> 
<laughs> How about yep. that? Aaron Murray's still on the team. Gift the hell oh, off. good. Well, I don't. I don't like the Rogers guy, so I'm glad. Uh, but yeah, Sorry, like. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but no, yeah, I think like you know, I don't. I don't really like I think if I were to get a bunch of people like 10 guys, right, like because there have been a lot of offensive linemen. I think if I were to get like 10 guys, just a thing, I think I would probably get them something I was interested in that I think they could get interested in. I think that's like a totally acceptable thing to buy if you have to buy a group gift. Um, Like, you know, if you buy something for your groomsmen or something like that, you get them flasks or like whatever, like something you're like, yeah, like I know we all like alcohol or you get them something that you like, like, hey, I got you. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, I, I got you all I these. Bet you anything Carson Wentz doesn't drink, by the way. No, 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 absolutely not. He's a teetotaler. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, but then for religious reasons. But like, um, yeah, no, like, like I would, I would probably get them books or something. Like, I would probably be like, hey, look, like these books mean a lot to me. I'll get you these books. And like, I'm pretty sure God, that's what Carson Wentz was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm bad. I probably would get them video games or something where, like, I'd buy them beer or take, take, them, take them out to dinner or something. Like, all sorts of stuff I like. Like, I like food and I like stuff like that. That, that would probably be my go-to. Trip, I think, but anyway. You know, yeah, well, you like trips. No, yeah. I mean, that's, like, that's like all the same logic. So Carson Wentz is thinking, like, I love to hunt. These guys are my friends. I like to go hunting with my friends. I'd like to go hunting with these guys. It's not a hard, you know, series of points to connect. But then people, like exploded like oh these stupid rednecks like don't they know guns are bad and like especially after trump and like all the sort of like you know middle state um rhetoric well, it's, just, it's, a, like it's a very politically charged kind of gift and i think that it is know. no and i think like so i think on one level so i have two feelings on it the one feeling i have on it is it's a really politically charged gift and it's a dumb gift for him to get and he wasn't really thinking um my other feeling on it is but like Maybe if he's not thinking, then like Doug or someone could tell him that. But like, as far as I'm concerned, like me on the on the outside, my politics never enter into any like any athlete's ideas. Like aside from Colin Kaepernick and Malcolm Jenkins and like that cornerback that got cut um, off the Eagles, whose name I forget, <laughs> who did the who sat for the for the national anthem oh, and some of the yeah. Seahawks. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like aside no, from those guys, Mike Tavares, he was gonna sit. Yeah. Well, he should have sat. That was his last yeah, moment. Didn't help him. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. But like, I, I think like you know, those guys clearly sort of share some politics with me, and I appreciate that they talk about it and blah 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 from like a political angle. But like, what I assume, and especially from watching baseball, is that every every athlete is just like has terrible politics, and so like when they show that they have terrible politics, I'm no longer surprised. Um, it doesn't impact me. It doesn't make me sad. It doesn't make me happy. I don't think like, well, wow, what a stupid gift in such a politically charged climate. I just think like every athlete has the exact diametrically opposed politics as me. And that, you know, like just, it keeps getting confirmed. Um, and I guess what I wanted to ask you, Matt, was if you think that this is a fair assessment or if I'm just being reactionary, um, reactive, you don't reactionary. Yeah, no, no, that I think all. And I think they're all like that. I think every athlete just has bad politics. Well, I think that, um, you know, Mike Freeman, who's a known maker of things up. I think that's right. Maker up of yeah, things. He did his little poll where he asked you know people and he yeah, said that sure. like 20 out of 20 of the white players he talked to were Trump guys and 18 out of 20 of the black players he talked to were 
uh, Clinton guys. But, you know, I, I don't know. I think that this goes and I think that there is a little bit of knowing the room, too. I mean, if you're talking about yeah. this offensive line group, there's a lot of like, you know, dudes from rural places like Alan Barbary, you know, uh, graduate of Missouri Southern State or um, I mean, <laughs> Missouri Josh Southern. Or, yeah, not even the directional Missouris, um, you know, like. <laughs> Josh Andrews. I'm trying to think of who else. Like Dylan Gordon. He's from Louisiana. Like these are probably guys who actually. I mean, bet a fair amount of these guys are actually hunters. So even that. Yeah, um, sure. But you know. So I guess. Is I guess Dylan what you're, an offensive lineman? Isn't he just going to be a tight yes. end? Oh, okay. No, he's a guard. So, oh, okay. Um, he, actually, he came out as a tight end. But oh, right. It's the opposite. Yeah, he's, he's Jason Peters. Right. Not not the other. Right. Way yeah. He's ex- yeah. he's definitely exactly <laughs> Jason Peters. But <laughs> he's so, Jason uh, Peters. Yeah. So, the, so I, so, okay. So your question was, do you think that that's fair? I mean, I guess I sort of think that you're, you're allowed to feel however you want to feel. And I, and I think I also yeah, reserve no, the right fine. to be, to be, to be hypocritical about this, but you know, sometimes if the politics just rubs you the wrong way, that's fine. And I certainly think, look, it can come to a head. I think that one of the most outspoken political players, you know, of the, of the opposite side of, um, Colin Kaepernick would have to be Richie Incognito, right? Like he's oh been, sure, of course. He's been pretty vocally kind of you know Mister Conservative, Mister like Wahoo, here we go kind of thing, and and you know right or wrong, like I certainly don't think that I'm trying to say that like everybody's like that, but like that's the dude I think of when I think of like one of the players who was like publicly like hell yeah go Trump, like that's the kind of guy that like. And, and of course, Richie Incognito apparently doesn't blink an eye when he uses the N-word. I mean, stuff like that. Like, this is, you know, sometimes it's, well, yeah. it can be more than just politics. The line starts to blur. But I, I guess if you if you feel safe, like, assuming this stuff, I, I certainly have heard that, like, uh, I mean, you know, for example, like, I think in 08, I heard that there were only, like, two McCain guys in the Eagles locker room. Um, mm. one, of them was Stuart, one of them was Stuart Bradley and one of them was... Um, mm. Jay, Not them, yeah, Stuart Shocker. Bradley. Yeah, the Mormon... Um, but, uh, the, you know, the other one was, I think Jason Avant, cause he's a born again, but, um, you know, Jason like, Avant I think would that, be a McCain guy. Yeah. Possession uh, receivers. But, They're all conservatives. <laughs> yeah. The possession receivers are nine tenths of the law. Yeah, that's right. And the, taxa- the taxation of receptions is theft. Right? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I think you're, I think you're right. He like, refused there's... to pay the drop tax. <laughs> Nelson Aguilar is getting killed on the drop tax. Um, yeah. But like, no, I think like, I think, you know, the, I think you're right. Like, I think you make a good point that like, of, there's a difference between someone like Avant and, and Incognito or someone like Avant and Spencer Hawes or John Rocker, or Jonathan Papelbon or something like that. Right. Like where oh, you yeah, get these, yeah, yeah. you get these people who are like interviewers are like, so what do you think about this crazy election? And most players will be like, I don't know anything about that. Like, I'm just, you know, just here to play the game. Um, and like, like, I, I wonder, I mean, there's, I, I, I guess I think that we're a little credulous with that. Don't you think? Like they probably have yeah. thoughts and they're like nothing, nothing oh, possibly yeah. good. Could, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And like, I, yeah. I, I'm sure they just like, I'm sure they're just the, you know, being good interviewers, like being good athletes and being good, you know, soldiers for the org and saying like, Oh no, no, no. Like, I don't have any thoughts on that. Like, why don't you ask me about sports? Um, but then, like, you know, you get your Papal Bonds or your Rockers or your Incognitos who are like, I'll tell you all about my thoughts on the election. Why don't you sit down a spell? Um, and, like, that that group is a little rough. Um, and I think, like, that, that's where you start to get, like, exceptionally bad politics. Um, but, like, I always think about Josh Hamilton. Um, people were so, like, oh, you know, like, Josh Hamilton, like, when he, when he, when he went off the sauce um, and drugs. 
I shouldn't be so right. cavalier. Um, <laughs> when he when he stopped doing the blowing sauce. Um, but uh, when he got off drugs, like he he was he became born again. Um, you know, largely thanks to you know the the sort of that's part of the twelve steps. Um, and people like totally were upset about by this like they were just like ugh, you know like he seems so conservative now like he has such like regressive opinions and in my mind it was like i'm pretty sure a lot of baseball players feel that way and this is like helping him live a normal life so i don't care and that's where a lot of my players have bad politics like i don't care kind of stance comes from which is you know i don't know any of these guys i'm pretty sure if we met we wouldn't be pals most of us um and i'm just willing to let them live their lives that way um as opposed to someone like, you know, Richie Incognito, who just wants to make me feel bad for not being a Trump guy. Right. And I mean, there's a difference, too, between like a bully and whatever. But um, yeah. yeah, I think I mean, I think you make some good points about just sort of assume the worst and then you can always be pleasantly surprised. I guess I'd always like to think that when I watch these guys on TV that I'd probably like them as people. You oh, know, see, I never um, I, I, I only like I pick like two guys I think I'd like as people. And I, I would be crushed if I if it turned out to be wrong. Like I think I'd like Malcolm Jenkins. I follow yeah. him on Twitter. I think he's a guy. Like I like his I like the way he thinks. I like his I like how articulate he is about his politics. You know what? He the, won me over with that baby mama thing. You remember that? No. He, uh, he like he like tweeted out he was like, Happy um Valentine's Day to all five of my kids' mothers and he just tweeted out five <laughs> different pictures of his wife with like five different hairstyles. And people <laughs> people got so mad at him. They were like, What's wrong with you? And like he's got he's like been married to her for a while and he's got two kids, like, you know, anyway. That's funny. Yeah, they all like, you know, thought he was like Antonio Cromarty, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, right, but, sure. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I think Jenkins is I, I think I'd like Malcolm Jenkins. I think he seems like a funny and smart guy. Um, and I, let me see, like who the other guy I'd like on the team would be. I think I'd like I'd be willing to bet that I could get along with Jason Peters. I don't know. I don't know enough about like who he is as a person, but he seems fun. And I think we could talk. Yeah, I think we'd have he's a, like the funniest guy on the team. Yeah, he seems really funny. Um, I think I'd like him. And if I found out either of them had bad, like terrible politics, like if Jason Peters was like, yeah, just before I retire, I just like, I want everyone to know that I feel like women who get abortions should be publicly hanged. I'd be pretty upset. Like I, you know, that would, that would be hard on me. Uh, but anyone else who like anyone else who has bad opinions on the team, like if, you know, uh, Jordan Matthews came out and said, like, I only think people who own property should vote and be like, well, well, that sucks, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I guess I'm sort of I guess I uh, I understand. I don't know. I And I guess for me, it's easy enough to hold it against guys and other teams. But when it's on this team, I'm sort of protective of them. And I think that, sure. you know, that's a double standard that I allow myself, you know, you're uh, fat. I mean, it, no one's I think this is this no, kind of goes. I don't back. think I don't Go think if the Eagles went out and signed Richie Incognito that I'd be like, hey, leave Richie alone. <laughs> He's entitled to his opinion. I would be. I'd, I I'd become a Trump guy. I'd start saying MAGA <laughs> times three, which I don't know what that means. No. <laughs> um, God, who, who really knows? Yeah, no, I, I actually, I'm actually, I, this is a sidebar, but I'm actually scared to, um, to antagonize the, the alt-right online because they get people fired from their jobs. Um, and when I right. made fun of white, when I, when I like made fun of people making fun of white genocide, um, someone searched my mentions for white genocide. And I guess I said it once. And, uh, I had they they retweeted it or something and I had to laugh because and it wasn't like it was nothing. I think they might have favorite favorited it because like it truly was me just like saying white genocide in a response without any like basically informationally. Um 
And uh, I, re- I I laughed and I tweeted out something like, good luck firing me from nothing. Like, good luck firing me from being unemployed. But at the same point, like, the idea of someone ruining your livelihood is kind of a drag. So maybe I wouldn't, like, rough up Incognito too much. Uh, at the same point, personally, yeah, I wouldn't like the signing. Just like you can, like, not like any signing. Um, but it goes back to the draft arbitrage thing. To, like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to say. No, I was going to say that. You, go, you take it. No, yeah, like, it goes back to the draft arbitrage thing where, like, uh, there's like there's a certain kind of status that you take as a professional, like a sort of detached professional, where you're like, this is a good move, this is a bad move, whatever. And then there's a, a sort of stance you take as a fan when you're just like, I love this because it's an Eagles move, but I have to love all Eagles move, or I hate this, which is more common in this, and this actually maybe leads right into our next point in this area. I hate this because I I hate all Eagles moves. Like there's a there's a certain kind of emotion that goes with it that you're not you're not beholden to not being emotive when it comes to because you're a fan, you're not an analyst. Yeah. Um, so I guess, I guess that's the third thing. So there's, um, this will bring us sort of nicely to our third topic. The, um, there's a thing going around right now, but just in general, and I'll say up front, I'm also guilty of this, but, uh, like which teams do you like to see lose the most or something like mm-hmm. that? And I, I've seen a fair amount of people and I guess, I mean, I, I'm not really that far outside of Philly sports when I'm online, but you know, I've seen a fair amount of people say that they just love when they see the Phillies teams lose, the Philly teams lose, you know, the Flyers. Yeah. The Flyers, Eagles, six, you know, so all those Will guys the Eagles make the playoffs, man. <laughs> they see those guys uh, lose. And, and I sort of wondered, I mean, obviously, I don't like it when they lose. Uh, I definitely don't like it when they when they lose. But no, it doesn't uh, make me very happy when they lose. I, no, I got to say, I almost wonder if that is that part of the payout. You know, like I, I, I almost because let's be honest, like this, this is a fan base. We do not handle failure very well. No, we don't. Um, and we don't handle criticism very well. I saw someone. So they put out that. Um, and at the end, uh, before we're done with this, we should say which five teams we most like to see lose. So we don't. Yeah. You know, so we open ourselves up to the same criticism. But the um, uh, just, you know, in this for the sake of double blind surveys and academic integrity, which this podcast is a big fan of. Um, but uh, yeah, like I saw someone the dead's been put out. It's like best or no, I'm sorry, it's worst sports writing of the year. And it was a it it was a pretty bad list. Um, you know, I don't want to say anything bad against Deadspin. I applied for jobs at Deadspin, so obviously, like, I don't have that much against it. I have friends who write for Deadspin, but like, um, I didn't like the list. And one of the reasons I didn't like the list was because it included a friend of the podcast, Max Rappaport, um, basically writing on the process and writing about how the process was a response to the Andrew Bynum trade. Um, and that you know, the author was the author who wrote the the article was like, yeah, you know, like. <laughs> Kevin Draper, I think, was like, ah, hey, you know, like these are these process guys always telling themselves, like, first they think the Andrew Bynum trade is good and then they think it's bad. And like, I, was, I was tweeting about it. I was like, it was like, yes, that's exactly what you're supposed to think about the Andrew Bynum trade. Like, it was good until it turned out to be bad because he can't play. Um, and everyone got mad. And I saw someone tweet, like, in, mid, in the midst of, uh, of the general Philly sports outrage about it. Um, you know, I should, he, he was like, I'm going to, make a website that just says bad things about Philly sports and monetize it. And I was thinking like, that's like not a bad idea. <laughs> you could totally make yeah. a lot of money off. And it's kind of true. I mean, I, I always, um, I mean, I, I've, I've been known to lose my head uh, a time or two. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's not really fun. It's definitely not cute. Um, but anyway, it still <laughs> happens. Cute. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> not what I read, but, um, <laughs> You know, I um, I 
I, I, I've been able to lose my head, but I, I almost wonder if that doesn't at least partially enter into it. You know, you could like hate Philly or whatever. Cause like one time you get stuck in traffic there, you like don't like it because like, Oh, it like smelled weird or like, I don't know. My girlfriend yeah, sure. doesn't like it because one time you came there and it was like a lot of trash and I'm thinking like, that's just the city. Like, it's just, sorry. Um, but anyway, yeah, like, no, I, I hear that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think she think he went to a football game too. And he was like, there's too much trash around this football stadium. Like buddy, Whoa! Um, <laughs> You're going to be really yeah. surprised when you go to other football stadiums, or don't, just to New York, or any, don't, anyway. don't, don't go to the bathroom trough. That's <laughs> not going to make you feel any better. <laughs> Ugh, God. Um, yeah. So um, I just sort of wondered if, like, that's got to at least be part of it, right? Because it's funny. You know, it's funny to like go and find people melting down. I don't. You know, it's not mm-hmm. always nice, but I think it's definitely like like people what, like it. Uh, yeah. Philly sports. Yeah, when Philly sports teams lose, I mean, you can find a lot of people just losing their mind. I mean, that's the whole reason. Well, it's probably 30 percent of the appeal behind EDP, you know, because that guy like just cries and cries. And you cries. think it's just 30 percent of the appeal? Well, I also think that people like to laugh at him because he's like, you know, unusual looking. Let's. Well, uh, yeah, OK, we could say that. And also his username. But I think like I would put it at 70 and the other part. Yeah, is the, is the other yeah because like, you just love to go. Right. I'm sure he's made Deadspin and stuff like that. You know, it's the same reason oh, that like, yeah. Uh, I go to I go to Deadspin. I'm like there for the Buffalo Bills uh, tailgating videos. I love that. But oh, anyway. they're really good. All the, all the injuries and weird actions. Yes, yes, definitely. Yes, how it's become like a thing that you jump off of a table. It's so that's I mean it's just great. Um, good fan behavior. Yeah, no, but I think like there's also there's also this like really really and this comes back to like sort of our general question on it, which we both sort of asked was, do we deserve it? Like, do we as a fan base deserve to be hated like this? And there's such like I think the Philadelphia fan base more than any other is just so defensive. Like we're just the most defensive people in the world. Where like we we just like we're committed to always reminding people that like look Santa Claus was drunk and like look that was 40 years ago. And look like someone killed a guy in Dallas last year so like it's not just us. And like we we just like make this into this self-fulfilling prophecy because every time ESPN tweets something like stupid about Philadelphia, we all retweet it and get super mad and they get a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand clicks from people who are so mad that they want to pay their advertisers more money <laughs> to get ESPN some cash in their pockets. Right. That is a sort of a common thing that I hear echoed a lot, which is that like, oh, don't read it. It'll, you know, it'll just pay them and. I don't know how I feel about that. I guess um, it's true. So it's true, but it's it is the right thing to do. But like, hate clicking is stop you from hate clicking. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you could say that in like not the heat of the moment. I'm not mad about anything right now. But if you put something in front of me and said like behind this link, someone says X, and I know that's going to make you mad. I'm absolutely going to click it. Yeah, and I I almost think that, but but if they do it too much, you stop, right? So what you need, if you wanted, if you wanted to enact our secret, you know. Our secret <laughs> Philly advertiser honeypot. Um, <laughs> you really to do honeypot you, yeah, you'd have to. You'd have to. You'd have to <laughs> at least pad it out with a bunch of really generic articles pulled from wire services or whatever about like, oh, you know, San Francisco lost or like whatever, and then yeah, but right. then you'd also be like, are Philly fans like are it's the worst? <laughs> Yeah, because right. you know that's the, it's probably true. Like that will really just drive traffic, like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, and it's it's odd because like I think like you know, in terms of melting down, in terms of that kind of stuff, um, we might only be worse because like even the intelligent fans melt down. Like you know, I was looking 
hilariously because I was watching it on Twitter. I was looking at the um, Giants Eagles live stream, like the chat live stream as I watched it. And there are some really, really, really unfortunate fans in both fan bases that are just like not bright. Like the one thing I saw was when Wentz went out, someone was like, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is I feel better about because it was a Cowboys fan rooting for the Eagles that night. And they were like, you know, I feel better about this game than holding on with Daniel and then Wentz. And I was like, wow, that's a really, really bad sentiment. Like, that's just yeah, not that's, true. <laughs> like, that's not he's, true at all. Wow, he's a much worse quarterback. Like, I don't know what you're what you're talking about. Like, yeah, he threw an interception, but like he also can throw touchdowns, and Chase Daniel can't do that. Um, so like, yeah, I yeah, mean, it's you like, know, I um, <laughs> I I was like asking the people in my section when that happened. I was like, you know, I think that you know you can make the case that Chase Daniel's a better fit for Doug Peterson's offense. And the really drunk guy behind me was like, uh huh, uh huh. Um, had a couple of things that were going on at that game, but that was probably my favorite thing that might have happened. <laughs> Yeah, you're just trolling the drunk guy behind you. That seems like a good plan. (laughs) Also, every time they ran the ball, I yelled, run the ball! And then every time it didn't work, I yelled, what was that? (laughs) I think think not like that a lot when they don't, when they like get stuffed. (laughs) Not like that! Um, No! Do it fun play. Not that fun play. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no... (laughs) I think, no, I think, like, you know... Like, even, there's not, like, there's anything more boring than running the ball. God. Right, exactly, exactly. But, like, I think, you know, no. it's... it's it's um Yeah, it's... There's all sorts of unfortunate fans, but I think, like, a lot of the... A lot of the smarter fans in most fan bases are sort of above it. Like, they won't vent, vent their spleen on Twitter. Um, or they're not as active on Twitter. And like, there's a lot of Philadelphia sports fans on Twitter. It's just a weird sort of, like, subgroup of Twitter. Um, and that hurts in terms of like our perception um it also hurts that everyone sort of feels like they fuel their own self-doubt through the eagles because the eagles have never won a super bowl which you can't really do with a team that's won a super bowl um and they're not bad enough so that you can be a browns fan right so like it ends up being just this like gutted kind of oh this is terrible feeling um even at like the even when they're winning and you think they might lose um so I think like I think we deserve to get trolled in that way. Like if anyone deserves to get trolled, it's probably us because you could do it so easily. We're constantly on the lookout to to get furious and upset and sad, right? Um Yeah, I almost think that like can you even imagine they wouldn't be able to make a best fan St. Louis for Philly because that guy would be killed. Yeah. No, exactly. It would it would be like it would be nonstop death threats to that guy. <laughs> And like it's not fair and it's not nice and like in the end it doesn't matter like it doesn't like we don't get hurt or helped by other fans perception of us as fans yeah that's true it literally doesn't matter i feel that way i feel like a kind of uh vindicated by that because i was actually just talking about this with my folks that um you know my mom was like oh i kind of feel bad rooting against sam bradford because she's she's a much nicer person than i am sure, I, of said, course. I don't because i know that i could i could you know if I never watched another game of football, it would have no effect whatsoever on how Sam Bradford's career plays out. So, yeah, it's hard for me to like. It's hard for me. Yeah, to that's a good like point. Having, having these thoughts really matters at all. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Like, and I wish I could. I don't really care so much about my feelings and the players, but I wish sometimes that I could cut myself off from the feelings of other fans. Like one of the things that's like frustrating about. um seeing the fan base stuff is like seeing friends of mine who are like, 
Philadelphia sports fans should be euthanized. And I'm like, well, that's mean. Like, why would you say that about me? But if they said something like, like personally to me and they're like, Marxists should be euthanized, you idiot. I'd be like, Haha, they're telling me a funny joke. And like, it's not, <laughs> it's not any different. But when it's about sports, for some reason, I'm like, I get really passionate and upset about it. And I kind of wish I could turn that off. That would be, that would be really nice. Yeah, I think for me, the most unhealthy thing I have is when I see people that I think are wrong, I'm like, I can't just let them be wrong. You know, like Dirty Rock, I can't just let what just let them be wrong. I've got to fix it. Right. I've got to. Right, right. But like not like address it directly or like talk to them because, I mean, first of all, God knows that won't work. There's no, no. way that works. But well, yeah, second of all, them. like that's that's just a, right. And, and like in, in mass. And you know what? It doesn't. It works just as well. Yeah. Right. Then everyone gets mad yeah. at them and we all get to talk about them behind their back. Right, that's right. Then I just text you. Yeah, and then I text you back and yep. we get mad at someone. All of you listening right now. That's right. We get mad at our audience. No, we're, we're not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> not you, buddy. Not you listening yeah. right now in your car. So, um, yeah, I think that'll do it. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking more about the phones. Uh, free agency's almost here. And, uh, oh, I, I play can't some wait. Games. Yeah, I, w- I want to play some games where we go through and we can figure out just who expects what from where and and how all that's going to go. So um, I can't wait to for... I can't wait to address the many Jonathan Cyprian please sign with uh, Philadelphia uh, rumors oh, and that was that was insane. You know, we can see. fix our secondary, a third safety. I don't think so. Yeah, well, no, we'll have him play quarterback. Stop, yeah, stop being crazy. crazy. We'll just have him play hard nosed quarterback, cornerback, yeah, or quarterback work. or quarterback. Mm-hmm. Think about it for next week. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll do it uh, for episode number five. Mm. All right. Are these the three things we want to hit? These are the three things we want to hit. Uh, didn't you have something else you wanted to hit? Uh... No. Is this where we say we're going to hit him in the mouth like Bart Scott? Hit them in their mouth. We're going to hit him in the mouth. <laughs> no. Um. <clears throat> All right. I don't know. Do you want to <laughs> do you want to you you talk us in here? Uh, I guess. I'm not really okay. satisfied with these. Well, what else? Okay, you can stop recording, I guess. No, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. This is fine. Okay. Let's, get, let's make fine. a bunch of people really mad at us. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs>